You are Locked On Blue Jays, your daily podcast on the Toronto Blue Jays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, Blue Jays fans, and welcome to Locked On Blue Jays, your daily dose of Toronto Blue Jays talk directly into your headspace, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm E.J. Andrews of jsvinnikav.com, and this episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll get 20% off your next order. And, yeah, I, I'm doing, I'm doing not well. Um, yeah, I don't know if you've all been able to tell from the radio silence over Christmas, but, uh, things haven't been good. And it's not just the, uh, lack of activity from the Blue Jays. So, it's, it's been a really, really tough week. I need to try and fight through it, though, so... I'm going to be talking to you about the project for this week that will be um, discussed at the end of the show. Um, I'm recording this because I initially planned on recording an episode today about the Blue Jays all of a sudden being a favorite in the AL East because the Rays made themselves worse. Um... And, yeah, I was just going to talk about Blake Snell being traded to San Diego from Tampa Bay. And just try and, you know, parse what that means for the Blue Jays not having to see two-thirds of that three-headed starting pitching monster that the Rays had. And then I waited a little bit. And then news came that the Padres reached an agreement with Ha Song Kim, who the Blue Jays had been pursuing very hard. And I'm at that point just wondering, okay, well, the Blue Jays probably tried and could not be able to sign Kim. And I, you know, I wasn't surprised, and I'll explain why a little later in the podcast. And then the news came that the Cubs decided to give their fan base a giant middle finger, as they had been basically doing for the entire offseason with the rumors of trading Chris Bryant and what that would mean. And the Cubs traded you Darvish to San Diego, along with catcher Victor Caratini, for Zach Davies and a cadre of prospects, none of whom were in the Padres' top 10, which, I mean, they dealt Luis Patino in the Blake Snell deal, but still, the Cubs did not get a top 10 prospect. So, San Diego is going for it. They are going hard for it. 
They've already started the clock on Fernando Tatis's rookie deal. And they just don't care. They're just all in. And we don't know the terms of the Hassan Kim contract yet. But it's safe to assume he's, he got five years. The Blue Jays apparently put five years on the table for Hassan Kim. So what do we learn from this? What does Blue Jays Nation learn from this? Because that's, that's going to be the big question. I mean, first of all, they were never going to get Snell. The Rays were not going to trade him to a division rival. So let's not get that twisted. Um, and then even even Hassan Kim. Um, a, a lot of players from Japan and Korea, when they're posted, have a tendency to sign for West Coast clubs. Hyunjin Ryu, when he initially came over, signed in LA. Um, Ichiro Suzuki, Kasasaki, Seattle. Shohei Otani, LA. So it's not surprising that he chose a West Coast city, just there there tends to be a greater sense of community there. Um I I have to imagine Hyunjin Ryu put the full court press on him, but it is what it is. He's a grown man, he gets to make his own choices, and he chose San Diego. I have no idea where he's going to play. Because they have Manny Machado, Fernando Tatis Jr. I guess he would play second base, or they'd move Machado to second base. Um, they had Jake Cronenworth there, but he can be more of a utility player. So, I, I guess the fit isn't a problem. They just wanted the bat, and they got it. The U Darvish deal is going to be annoying, though, because if that... If that's the cost for the Cubs. And granted, they don't really have an MLB-ready player to send back. Because if if that was a big sticking point for the Cubs in moving um, you Darvish, they did get a good player back in Zach Davis, who was pretty good last year for San Diego. He went 7-4, had a 273 ERA. So... He he performed very well and is still ARB eligible for this year. He's going to get a pretty big raise, but he's probably not going to be paid what Darvish is, which Darvish is due to get $22 million. So clearly a payroll-shedding move by the Cubs. Um, so they take Davis back. They, they do agree to pay a little bit of the contract, um, he's got three years remaining uh, at $59 million. But Darvish is coming off a Cy Young-worthy year. Like, I don't have the, yeah, the actual voting on my head, but he was second. He got MVP votes this past year. 8-3 with a 201 ERA. Nope. Cubs sent him off. And I I have seen Blue Jays fans being like, well, why didn't we get Darvish? Again, there was not an MLB-ready starting pitcher that they could really offer with the track record of Zach Davies. I mean, it would have been trying to convince the Cubs that, hey, Tanner Roark, you want him. 
no, it's, it is not going to work like that. Um, but that was the kind of deal that you would have thought the Blue Jays could make using their capital, using their money to be able to get a contract like that in a similar manner to what they've done before um, when dealing with, well, small market teams like Pittsburgh. I guess the Cubs are acting like a small market team right now. But they, they were just completely blown out the water by San Diego today. And maybe that's because San Diego can offer a little bit more of an of a championship-ready team. They did make the second round this season where they lost to the eventual World Series champion Dodgers. So, by adding the starting pitching, they did not have, and it was very clear, they did not have it. I mean, how many freaking bullpen games did they have once it became clear that Mike Clevenger needed Tommy John surgery? But this gives them a very good one-two punch for next season. Because Clevenger's had that surgery now. He's not pitching next year. San Diego had to try and find something else. And they have built up the prospect capital over the years to make moves like this. But then you argue so has Toronto. And why hasn't Toronto actually done it? Again, it's, it's about what the opposing team wants. A trade does not work like a video game where you can just force it on the opposing team. Hard as you try, because that's kind of fun. But it became clear that Tampa Bay wanted, you know, top prospects because that's what they do. And, you know, for Toronto, that was like Louis Patino is essentially Nate Pearson. So do you want to trade Nate Pearson to Tampa Bay and have him haunt you for a long, long time. No, you don't. Not for Blake Snell. So, um, yeah, that wasn't going to happen. The Darvish deal, again, because they don't have the MLB-ready pitching that apparently Chicago wanted, that was cheaper, that wasn't going to happen. So, yeah. And then... <laughs> And then there's the news that, you know, Darvish had to find out about this trade from the internet because they didn't actually bother calling him. And if that doesn't encapsulate the Cubs front office now in a nutshell, I I don't know what is. I mean, there's a reason Theo Epstein left, apparently. So what does that really mean for the Blue Jays moving forward? That that's the question I'm trying to answer here, and that's the question I assume y'all came here for, because this is a Blue Jays podcast. I'll do my best to answer that in a sec, but I do want to let you know that in the time that I have been dealing with my mental health issues, Locked On has added a new podcast. It's Locked On Bets, and it is... Brought to you by the brand new sponsor of the podcast, betonline.ag. The NFL regular season is wrapping up. I just clinched a fantasy football championship over my brother. So, yay. Thank you, Josh Allen. Um, 
but there's only one place that's going to have you covered with what you want to do in regards to sports betting, and that's betonline.ag. You can sign up for a free account at that website, betonline.ag, and use the promo code LOCKEDON for a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. So, you know, do the math. You deposit 20 bucks, you get an extra $10 from them. So, you know, that's that's not a bad deal with the promo code locked on. So visit our good friends and exclusive partner at betonline underscore ag to take advantage of the best bonuses in the business. Sign up for a free account and use that promo code locked on for your sign up bonus at BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. And you know it wouldn't be a locked on podcast episode without a talk about our friends at Built Bar. Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar ever with 18 amazing flavors, including caramel brownie, cookies and cream, coconut almond. And I know how y'all feel about coconut because I saw the tweets on my on my birthday posts. I like coconut, whatever. So coconut almonds in there, German chocolate, mint brownie, all the bars are coated in 100% chocolate. They're soft, they're easy to chew, they melt in your mouth. And if you're on a diet, they're great for that because they're low calorie, low in sugar, high in protein and fiber. They average between 17 and 19 grams of protein and 130 to 180 calories. So that's a lot better for you than a Mr. Big. And I miss Mr. Bigs very much, but I don't miss them as badly because I have Built Bar. So go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code Locked On, and you'll get 20% off your next order by using that promo code Locked On for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. You are Locked On Blue Jays, your daily Toronto Blue Jays podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Okay, so what can the Blue Jays learn from what San Diego just did to the league by going completely scorched earth. Well, if they want pitching help and they don't want to have to give garbage person Trevor Bauer a bunch of money and they want to try and get a trade target, one, the most tantalizing ones are gone. Lance Lynn's gone to the White Sox. Blake Snell and you, Darvish, both just went to the Padres. I don't know if the Nationals are taking calls, but would you want one of those aging arms? I don't know. They seem to be pretty keen on coming back behind Scherzer and Strasburg and Corbin. So they're looking at guys like Joe Musgrove, who apparently also wants to go to San Diego, so that may be hard. Um... They're going to be looking at guys like maybe Sonny Gray in Cincinnati, depending on how their payroll situation's going. Um, and they may have to look at the Cleveland baseball team and just see what's left. Shane Bieber's probably not getting moved. But if they're trying to tr- shed payroll um, or try and get prospects, then I don't know if an Aaron Savali is on the table, but... The point of the matter is the trade market is now very slim. And I don't know what the Blue Jays can actually get out of it. And maybe they were in on the Darvish talks and didn't want to put up the prospect capital. Maybe they were in on Snell talks and didn't want to put up the prospect capital. I understand. 
not wanting to put Nate Pearson in any deal. But it does take that line out. And it does mean that, you know, they're going to be going hard on um, on Bauer, apparently. Probably Masa Tanaka, if the Yankees aren't that interested in re-signing him. And then, um, you know, after that, it's it's going to be more gambles. Like... Do you try and bring Taiwan Walker back, as we've discussed on this podcast? Um, do you look for guys more like Robbie Ray, um, who could be amenable to one-year prove-it deals? Can you go all out on Tomoyuki Sagano and be able to convince him to come to Toronto as opposed to the Mets or the Rangers? Because the Rangers are always in on guys like this, because why wouldn't they? So it just makes it, you know, very, very difficult to be able to plan that way and actually get someone in who can make that impact that they want. If they don't think Nate Pearson can be a number two pitcher next year and they want him to be a number three, then the options to make him a number three are extremely limited now. So, I don't know what they do on that market. So, the the other thing, um, this probably does ease up a bit of the logjam that's been created in the free agent market with Kim signing with San Diego, but all of a sudden, Toronto has to look elsewhere. Maybe George Springer gets renewed interest now that they know that money isn't going to Kim. Maybe... That does bring uh, Bo Bichette's desire to have DJ LeMahieu come in to play second base. Maybe that makes that a little more um, feasible for the Blue Jays, knowing that he's still out there and Kim's off the market. Or, and I'm just going to throw this out here right quick, um, given the Cubs seem to not care about winning, and may or may not have already brought up the fact that they might be looking to trade Chris Bryant. Maybe now's the time to go to the Cubs with a bit of a knockdown offer. Saying, hey, we know you're not interested in trading him. Or, or winning. So, maybe we take a look at him. Um, I wouldn't be opposed to Chris Bryant. Being on the team, he is a former MVP who, while primarily playing third, has also played the outfield and first base. So he does have a bit of versatility. Again, his price tag is not as high because of the down year last year um, when he only batted 206. So maybe that's an avenue that opens up because if the Cubs didn't want to pay the second best pitcher in the National League, $22 million, I'm pretty sure they don't want to pay Chris Bryant the anywhere from 15 to $20 million he's going to make in arbitration. So they weren't, they weren't going to cut him loose for nothing because he still has that value, and he's still only 28 at the moment. He turns 29 next week, so congrats. But... That may be one of the big things to take away from the Darvish deal. Is that 
yeah, Chris Bryant is suddenly very much on the table. So we'll see what happens. Until that happens, on the podcast, what my plan is to do is to do like a top five Blue Jays of 2020. And not just going over the guys who made the biggest impact this season for the Blue Jays and what their outlook's going to be for 2021. We're going to do top five. You're not going to like my rankings. I know you're not going to like my rankings, but whatever. They're my rankings and you're listening to this. So you must have some interest, I guess, even if it is just to argue with me. Which you can do so on my Twitter at A underscore J underscore Andrews. The underscores are there because Twitter is dumb. And it's very hard to look at in a bad mental state, which is why I was a bit delayed getting birthday wishes out. But, you know, it does allow for communication, whatever communication there may be. You can subscribe to this podcast to make sure you get to listen to those top five episodes that'll be coming out. I think I'm doing two on Tuesday, uh, Tuesday night. Two on Wednesday night and then New Year's Eve. I'm going to do one um, and then, you know, New Year's. So be on the lookout for that. If anything happens, I will do an extra episode. I may do another one anyway, just to just to kind of decompress a bit from what San Diego did. Um, so make sure you're subscribed so you don't miss those episodes. And you can follow the podcast on Twitter and Facebook at LockedOnJays. And while you're subscribing to things, check out the new Locked On Bets podcast uh, hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling to get daily picks and quick hitting advice to make the smartest possible wagers. Subscribe to the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get those podcasts. And yeah, I think this is good for like the first one I've done since a bit of a breakdown. So We'll try and do this again. Um, I'm going to celebrate winning my fantasy league for the first time since 2012, a.k.a. the last time Barack Obama won a national election. So, yeah, we'll do that. So, for everyone at the Lockdown Podcast Network and everyone at jaysfromthecouch.com, I'm AJ Andrews. Thank you all so much for listening to this episode. And y'all take care.